Welcome back to the Fight Talk Podcast. This is Steven Jensen. Today is another throwback episode for you. This is my WWE Battleground 2014 predictions, but even more importantly, the beginning of this uh, episode, you're going to hear my thoughts on Sting. He was a part of the WWE 2K video game, and I was pretty hyped up because it was the first time we really got a real glimpse of Sting possibly becoming a part of the WWE and maybe having a match. Also, a lot of stuff about CM Punk because, you know, this was still really fresh around the time that CM Punk had left the WWE and there was speculation as to whether or not he'd ever come back. And he was definitely in the news around this time. So I hope you enjoy this. This was recorded on July the 17th, 2014. So exactly five years ago to the day. So hope you enjoy it. Uh, We are on the fast track to episode 200 of the Fight Talk podcast, and what you're about to hear has never been released here on this feed. So, really uh, interesting, going back in time and, and listening to this stuff, like I said, exactly five years ago, just how how different things are, and honestly, how a lot of the things are really the same. You're going to hear in my Battleground predictions, you know, a lot of the same names that are still with the WWE, and you know, a lot of them that aren't anymore. So I know you guys have been hearing a lot of throwbacks here on this podcast feed the last few days. I actually put up three throwbacks just in the last couple hours. So definitely after you check this out, check out my Money in the Bank 2014 predictions and also check out my TNA Slammiversary for, uh, 2014 predictions because they're all available right here and they were all previously unreleased. So hope you enjoy all this stuff. And like I said, you know, big stuff coming, episode 200 right around the corner. Uh, we're going to have a pro wrestling interview that you're going to be hearing today. So just in a few hours, I'll be doing an interview with one of my favorite independent wrestlers on the entire planet. So it's kind of a special surprise there too. Definitely keep your eyes and ears open for that. And then of course, the big one, episode 200, where I have a very special guest coming on, somebody who has dramatically influenced my career, uh, my professional career, and and really just inspired me to, to pursue my dreams and my goals and Something I think you're going to really, really enjoy there too. So kick back, relax, and enjoy this throwback episode of the Fight Talk podcast. This is from July 17th, 2014, exactly five years ago to the day. First off, the biggest news of the week at least in my opinion, there was some pretty big news this week, but Sting finally made some sort of WWE debut. We saw him talking on the network about um, the Ultimate Warrior briefly when he passed. That was the first real glimpse of Sting that we saw like nowadays on a WWE-produced show of any kind. That wasn't like a highlight video or anything for WCW. Uh, Sting's going to be a playable character in WWE 2K15. Uh, I'll be getting that on the Xbox One for sure. I will be pre-ordering it because I want to get Sting in the game. It's cool they're doing the two versions. I love that they're going to have the uh, the old uh, surfer, blonde hair, flat top, colorful face paint Sting, and also the long dark hair, red and black, white and black, wolf pack, loner, Loved it. I was a giant WCW fan back in the day. I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, where they were headquartered. So 
Uh, there wasn't many bigger fans of uh, the NWO or guys like Sting out there than uh, than me. Um, I think it's great that Sting's finally making progress of coming into the WWE. I think at some point in the hopefully near future, we will finally see Sting in a WWE ring. I think he owes it to the fans. I think he owes it to himself. I think he owes it to the just just wrestling history in general that he has at least one big match in the WWE. Obviously, The Undertaker is the match that everybody has been wanting for seemingly forever. It's constantly teased every year for WrestleMania, and I think it's a definite possibility. If not The Undertaker, I mean, someone like John Cena, or maybe an up-and-comer like Dolph Ziggler, or, you know... Any any big star that's going to make Sting look good because, let's face it, he's been out of his prime for a while and he was very hard for me to watch in TNA wrestling because he's just such a shell of his, his former self, to be completely honest. But to be fair, when that promo video ran on Raw and you saw Sting, you saw like the shadow like walking uh, in the rafters and right when that violin hit with that old Sting theme music, I got up off my seat and I was like, "Cool." I knew it was just for a video game, but still. And he comes down from the uh, the uh, the bungee cord or whatever, holding the baseball bat and the trench coat. The guys turn around and the Sting face paint uh, the orchestra, and Sting's just standing there looking at him like nowadays. Like, and he still looks badass. He looks way cooler than he did in TNA. I mean, that's WWE production for you right there. Triple H is already on WWE.com, you know, talking about whether or not Sting's going to show up. You can check that out if you want to on their website. They're already selling Sting t-shirts on WWE.com, so if you don't already have one or have any interest, you can buy them there too. That's a really good sign that Sting has signed some sort of deal with them. Then again, they could also still own the rights to his intellectual property, possibly because WWE did purchase WCW back in 2001, so maybe they could have done this all along, but I think Sting's involvement in this video game is definitely the right direction, and I hope we see it soon. Some other big news this week uh, regarding former talents of the WWE or you know any other uh, you know wrestler in general. CM Punk was moved to the alumni section of WWE.com the other day. I know that his contract has either ended or is ending very soon. He posted a tweet on Twitter basically thanking the fans for all their support and telling them not to take shit from anybody. I love the guy to death. I'm a big CM Punk fan. I think what he did for the company was great. That pipe bomb promo, all the promos afterwards. His run as champion for I think it was 434 days. I hope he returns one day, and I think he will in some capacity, but I think he's just reached a level of being burned out. He's probably at the same level of burnout, if more, if not more, than when he initially was going to leave, uh, I think it was 2011, when he did the pipe bomb and all that stuff, when he was legitimately on his way out, and they wind up, they wound up, uh, you know, getting him to stay, and I think he just, enough was enough, he had to get out when he got out. There's some good interviews with Paul Heyman and, and stuff and people that are close to CM Punk that have better insight onto this, but apparently, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, CM Punk basically went into a room with Triple H and Vince McMahon, and when he came out of that room, he, he left. He literally took his stuff and left, and he never came back. 
and a lot of it we all think has to do with you know Bautista being brought back and put in the main event and two years prior to that the last two WrestleManias The Rock main eventing and CM Punk never main eventing WrestleMania and that's his like ultimate goal and to be honest I feel for the guy I don't like that he left the fans high and dry and then he left the the product high and dry but I respect him I'll stick by his side on this stuff so you know thanks for everything CM Punk if you ever happen to come across this you know you're you're awesome man we we, we miss you we hope you come back but if you don't I respect the hell out of your decision. Also, it's interesting because AJ Lee's back, his uh, his wife apparently now, and she's the Divas Champion. She did pretty much the same thing Paige did to her. And the great thing about AJ Lee, aside from she's not that bad actually, and she's very good looking, we're going to get CM Punk chance every time she's out there. I think that's pretty cool. Alright, so on to WWE Battleground 2014. Like I said, this is going to be this Sunday on the WWE Network and on pay-per-view. On the pre-show, we're going to get Cameron versus Naomi, a battle of the former Funkadactyls. I'm going to pick Naomi to win this one. I think Naomi has a pretty big upside. I'm not high on the women's division right now, but Naomi is a bright spot. I think she's actually pretty damn talented, and... I look forward to seeing more from her if we have to continue to watch Divas matches in general. We're going to get uh, on the pay-per-view, or the special event, whatever they're calling them now. I think it's still pay-per-view technically. We're going to get Jack Swagger versus Rusev. I'll tell you what, I am very impressed with this Jack Swagger face turn. And uh, Dutch Mantel being his mouth, or Zeb Coulter. For those who don't know, Dutch Mantel and Zeb Coulter are the same guy. Um, so Zeb Coulter, you know, now he can cut his pro-America promos as a babyface, and that's a completely different dynamic, and I think it's something that's going to work really, really well, and it's working great against Rusev because of the whole anti-American thing, the whole Russia's better than the U.S., uh, Lana, the hottest diva on the roster, and she talks all this shit on America, and how Rusev's great, and Russia's great, and Putin's great, and this whole deal. And you got, you know, Jack Swagger coming out there for America. And unfortunately for Swagger, I do see Rusev winning this match. I'm going to pick Rusev to win, but it's going to be entertaining, and it's great to see Swagger actually get over. Like, I, I have not heard him this over ever, not even close, so good for him. Something that interests me a lot, and it has me thinking that this is going to happen in the future, and I hope it does, if they can keep Rusev unbeaten, like, keep him away from John Cena, keep him away from, you know, Randy Orton, keep him away from any major top guy that is not going to lose to Rusev, imagine Kurt Angle coming back. I mean, he's going to be coming back to the WWE. It's inevitable, I feel like, and I think it's going to happen soon. What better guy to go up against Rusev and fight for America than our Olympic hero, you know, the three eyes, the wrestling machine, Kurt Angle. I would love to see that. And Rusev's actually pretty impressive. He's done a lot better than a lot of these guys who come in as monsters and they're they're not credible and they're no good. Rusev's doing a pretty good job at what he's there to do. So, you know, once again, Rusev is my pick in this one. Up next, we've got AJ Lee versus Paige uh, for the Divas Championship. I think AJ Lee is going to retain the championship because she did, you know, just win it the other week. 
I think this is going to be a long, drawn-out feud. They're really the only two women that can really go, aside from, like, Naomi and Natalia, but they're kind of both far off of the title picture. There's more Charlotte's good. You know, there's more Divas that are, that are okay, but I think for the foreseeable future, we're going to get AJ Lee and Paige, and it's clear as day that Paige is turning heel. If not, it's going to be a big swerve, and AJ Lee does. I mean, one of them is going to turn. It's clearly, to me, it's Paige, and they're doing this whole best friends but competitive thing, and we'll see where it goes. I'm not going to waste any more time on that. Once again, AJ Lee is my prediction. After that, we've got the Usos versus the Wyatt family. It's going to be you know Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. This is going to be a two out of three falls match for the tag team championship. I'm all for a two out of three falls match between these two teams. They've been putting on great matches and really good singles matches against one another too. I mean, they're they're what else can you really say? I think this is going to be a really good match. I do think this is the time that the Wyatts will finally come through and win the tag team championships. They have a new entrance uh, music. They have a new entrance in general, new lights and stuff. They're really putting the the uh, Wyatts over like they are a tag team championship level, uh, you know, team. And I think we're gonna get what I've been talking about for since the since really the debut of Stardust. I think we're gonna get Eric Rowan and Luke Harper versus Stardust and Goldust for the tag team championship. I think it's gonna happen very soon, and I think that's gonna be an awesome feud. I am very, very much looking forward to that happening, if it does. So once again, I've got the Wyatt family, uh, your new tag team champions. Alright, we've also got an Intercontinental Championship 20-man over-the-top row battle royal to crown a new, ch new champion, because uh, Bad News Barrett is out with an injury. Shoulder injury, to be more specific. I'll name all these people really fast who are going to be in it. It's going to be Del Rio, Big E, Bo Dallas, Cesaro, Curtis Axel, Diego, Dolph Ziggler, Fandango, Heath Slater, Kofi Kingston, Rob Van Dam, R-Truth, Ryback, Sheamus, Sin Cara, The Great Khali, The Miz, Titus O'Neil, Xavier Woods, and Zack Ryder. Alright, in my opinion, they've done way too many Battle Royals this year. I like Battle Royals. I love the Royal Rumble. It's probably my favorite match in the WWE. But it's like they just did this for the U.S. Championship also, and Sheamus won. My prediction to win this, as a matter of fact, is Sheamus. I think he's going to walk away as the U.S. Champion slash Intercontinental Champion. Finally, a way for them to combine the two belts. And speaking of that, you know, I thought that John Cena handing the World Heavyweight Championship to Ric Flair was a great move on the WWE's part. It's a good way to get rid of the big gold belt. The one that's got the lineage all the way back to, you know, the NWA. And, you know, for Flair to be the last guy we see hold that, that championship in his hands and walk off the ramp with it, it makes perfect sense to me. And now we're back down to one championship title, which, once again, makes perfect sense. Uh, all, all good stuff there. And I hope Sheamus wins this and he retires either the Intercontinental or U.S. Championship. I don't care which one. I think the U.S. Championship has looked a little more prestigious in the last few years, and then Ambrose held it for a long time, didn't retain it much. IC belt hasn't really... I mean, Cody Rhodes, I think, was the last like real great Intercontinental Champion that we had, um, you know, when he was wearing the, uh, the mask and had the baggers and stuff. So once again, Sheamus is my 
uh, my pick to win that match and be the new Intercontinental and U.S. champion. Next, we've got Y2J, Chris Jericho, taking on Bray Wyatt. I think this match is going to be pretty damn awesome. Uh, Chris Jericho is one of my top three favorite wrestlers ever. Depending on the day you ask me, he is my favorite. My top three all-time being Chris Jericho, Shawn Michaels, and Randy Savage. I think that Wyatt's going to win this one. I think this is going to be a fairly long feud, and I think this is going to be mainly what Jericho does during his comeback, and he, I think he's only going to be around for a little while. He's got a lot of other stuff going on that he's probably more passionate, passionate about than professional wrestling nowadays. A lot easier on his body, too. I think Wyatt's going to win this, and we'll have some sort of return match that Jericho will somehow squeeze the victory out of, and then maybe we'll have a third match where Wyatt, you know, really gets a clear-cut, decisive, big victory. I think Jericho's sole purpose in this scenario is to put over Bray Wyatt, and that's why I love guys like Chris Jericho. You know, when he comes back, he puts over guys. I mean, he even put over Fandango at WrestleMania two years ago. He put over Punk two year, the year before that. He, he actually has, a, like, a terrible record at WrestleMania when you think about it, but he comes back and he doesn't steal the spotlight from people that, you know, that deserve it, and yeah, he's going up against a main eventer, but he's going to put him over. There's no way Jericho's going to come out of this feud looking like he won over Bray Wyatt. This is all about putting over Bray Wyatt. This isn't The Rock coming back and winning the championship. This isn't Bautista coming back and winning the Royal Rumble and then headlining WrestleMania. You know, this isn't even Brock Lesnar coming back and beating the streak. You know, even though Lesnar's a little bit different of a scenario than everyone else for a lot of different reasons. But once again, I think uh, Bray Wyatt will beat Chris Jericho in this match. After that, we've got the match that I'm actually looking forward to most on the whole show. It's going to be Dean Ambrose taking on Seth Rollins. This is going to be another feud that I think will, you know, continue. It's going to be a long one. And I think Rollins is going to win this match on this show. I think Dean Ambrose will win the overall feud. But I think it makes more sense booking-wise to have Rollins go over. So then you've got Dean Ambrose who's got to climb even even harder to get back to, uh, to get that victory back from Rollins. And I think we're going to have some giant, huge blow-off at some point for this feud. Some crazy match, some crazy spots. These guys are going to deliver. That's one thing we can guarantee. This match is going to be good. Regardless of who wins, I'd prefer Ambrose to win personally, but I think it makes sense for Rollins to win, and I'm totally okay with that. Both guys are phenomenal. So once again, Seth Rollins is my choice here. And the last uh, match on the card for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, it's a fatal four-way. John Cena, your champion, taking on... Kane, Randy Orton, and Roman Reigns. My prediction is that John Cena will retain the championship and continue his 15th reign as champion. It's inevitable that he'll beat Ric Flair, but if, you know, he'll get his 16th and I'm sure 17th. He'll probably be a 20-something time champion by the time he retires. Whoop to do. Uh, you know, I don't expect much out of this match, honestly. The most inter er, interesting uh, dynamic here is Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns is a future WWE champion, there's no doubt about it. It's not a matter of if, but when. But I don't think the time is right now to do it. You, got, you just you got to build him a little more slowly. I don't think he's quite ready. Have him go one-on-one -on -one with Orton a few times. Have him go one-on-one -on -one with Triple H. And see how that pans out. If he's still red-hot at that point, 
put the strap on him. We also got to see what happens with Daniel Bryan when he comes back, and we also got Brock Lesnar coming back from the mix soon. I fully expect John Cena to wrestle Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, so we'll see what happens. And I hope that uh, Brock Lesnar is a Knight of Champions, too, as the champion, because I'll be there live in Nashville, Tennessee. So, you know, all, uh, all good stuff. So I've got Naomi over Cameron, Rusev over Swagger, AJ Lee over Paige, the Wyatts over the Usos, Sheamus winning the 20-man battle royal for the IC belt, Wyatt over Jericho, Rollins over Ambrose, and Cena over Kane, Orton, and Reigns to retain the championship by probably pinning Kane. That's my guess. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that throwback episode from exactly five years ago, July 17, 2014. As I said at the beginning of the show, a lot has changed. A lot is the same. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to give me a follow on Twitter at Fight Talk underscore, that's F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform that you listen on. Make sure to give me a good rating and a good review. It's totally free. It takes no time. And it helps me out a ton. Also, make sure to check out the Fightful Select Week under podcast. We do that every single Saturday over at FightfulSelect.com, talking all non-WWE news. I have pro wrestling articles available at SoBrosNetwork.com. My Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash fighttalk underscore. Merchandise available at whatamaneuver.net. Pro wrestling articles available at sobrosnetwork.com. And make sure to support my sponsors. So make sure to check out wrestlerumble.com. They do the best fantasy picking contest for professional wrestling. You can win a lot of cash and prizes. The SummerSlam contest is coming up. The NXT Toronto is coming up. AEW All Out is coming up. There's going to be awesome prize lists. Make sure to follow them on Twitter at Russell Rumble to stay up to date with all their contests and get some big prizes just for being a professional wrestling fan. Also, shout out to Heroes and Legends Professional Wrestling. Uh, they're a sports memorabilia company. They do action figures, autographs, old programs, a whole bunch of really cool stuff. They're run by really nice people and they'll give you a fair price on everything. Make sure to give them a follow at HL Pro Wrestling. Shout out to my brother, Brian Jensen. Brian's a professional boxing coach. He's a trainer. He works with Parkinson's patients. Uh, he does so much great stuff. Whether you're just losing, you know, looking to lose weight, whether you want to, you know, learn self-defense, whether you want to be a professional fighter, whether it's boxing, mixed martial arts, whatever, just hit him up on Instagram. That's at BoxingATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. And you're, if you're in the Atlanta, Georgia area, he'll meet you in person. If you're not, he'll help you remotely. Just hit him up. Give him a follow. Get a knockout workout without getting knocked out. Hit up Brian Jensen right now. All right, guys. It is currently 3 in the morning, Central Time. I'm going to get some sleep. I've uploaded a lot of throwbacks today. And uh, you're going to be hearing my voice very, very shortly. I've got a pro wrestling interview coming up in just a handful of hours with one of my favorites in the entire world. I think you're going to really enjoy it. I know I'm looking forward to the conversation. I don't want to spoil who it's going to be. You got to make sure to follow, subscribe, you know, but if you're not, if you're not doing those things, just make sure you're on Twitter. Check me out. Follow me there at fight talk underscore. Cause I always make sure to upload all the new episodes um, and, you know, put tweets out so you know that they're there. So I'll be seeing you guys very, very soon. Yeah.